Hey, it's Andrew Wilkow. Here's my opening monologue from today's Wilkow Majority on Sirius XM Patriot. You look around, the ratings for the big Hollywood award shows are all down. They've all been ratings disasters. And they just keep getting worse. And these people that sit in the C-suites that probably do nothing but either check what the blue checks on Twitter are saying or what their friends are saying in their Hollywood bubble, they don't seem to understand that people don't want this anymore. Disney stock was down 4%. Did you buy? I did. I'm going to tell you, I did. I bought it. Andrew, why would you do that? Well, because if enough of us buy stock in Disney, we start voting on the board of directors. You know, it's funny. The one thing you have to learn, the one thing that you have to learn about the Democrat left is the thing that they hate most, the very thing that they hate most, and this is 100% true, the thing they hate most, more than anything else, is when their tactics are used against them. Shareholder activism. How do you think woke happened? Now, there should be no such thing as a rich liberal, right? If you think money's the root of all evil, if you think capitalism is evil, if you, if you think, if you can't sleep at night, because, oh my God, there's, in, there's inequality in our world. There's inequality. Well, if you are sleeping in a gated mansion in San Francisco and there's a homeless camp a quarter mile from your home and you do nothing about that other than maybe call the cops when there's a nuisance and probably don't even do that anymore because you've defunded the police and Chesa booting the, 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 the DA isn't going to do anything about it. You know, if you live in a high-rise, you know, 30 stories above street level, you aren't dealing with this stuff. But if you, if you decry inequality, you believe in equity, and you think the world is an unfair place, but you're super rich, you're part of the problem. If you think that carbon emissions is something that has to be reined in, but you're flying around in a private jet, you are part of the problem. And that's the truth. But shareholder activism. Very wealthy people on the left made a chess move on some of these major corporations. They went out and bought massive blocks of stock. And then they got to help name the boards of directors. There's nothing, this is, and it's not even their original idea. That's how corporations are structured. If you look at Disney and you go, uh, you know what? I just want Disney to be this kind of neutral and innocent place for kids. Yes, all kids. Then you got to buy stock and you got to vote. You know, I booked my, my vacation before all of this happened. And if I don't cancel it, I'll probably walk around the park in my eye tested Mogative shirt, which are, by the way, still for sale. Boy, wouldn't that be another thing? You know, that was what happened with their, what is it, their Pride events or Gay Day or whatever it is. Can you imagine if all of a sudden there were throngs of people in the Magic Kingdom in MAGA hats or I've tested Mogative shirts? Or just whatever it is that Airfingers quote, we wear. Boy, that would be a sight to, to behold, wouldn't it? 
What are, what are the employees going to throw you out of the park for wearing a Donald Trump 2024 shirt? Or an I Love DeSantis shirt? Are they going to throw you out if you're wearing an NRA t-shirt or a Gun Owners of America t-shirt? No, they're not. That would be an even worse optic. But something is happening and they don't seem to understand it. And it looks like the Democrats are headed for losses of biblical proportions. And what's even more amazing about that, about that is the guy that was supposed to be the savior of the Democrat Party, Joe Biden. And there's, we have, if you've never heard my Wilkow Guide to Two-Way Media Perception, it goes like this. If you've been in D.C. for 30 to 50 years and you're a Republican, they say you're part of the problem. If you're a Democrat, you have experience. If you have not spent any time in Washington, you're an outsider. New perspective if you're a Democrat, right? If you're a Republican, you just don't know what you're doing. Donald Trump. Right? Barack Obama was, in, was, was what, he barely spent three years, four years in the Senate before he was running for president. They never said, hey, settle down, kid. You don't know what you're doing. It's the same thing with education. Everything across the board. The media and the Democrats have been so very good So, so very good at taking what is a strength or an attribute and then deciding when it's a positive or a negative. If you are an attractive woman and you're a Democrat, you're a trendsetter. If you're a Republican, you're shallow. Remember the slutty flight attendant look, Sarah Palin? It's kind of funny. They do the same thing to Christy Nome and others. If you're unattractive and you're a Republican, you're just ugly. But if you're a Democrat, you're too intellectual to be concerned with your appearance. You won't conform to society's beauty standards. Hillary. All right. Not an attractive woman. AOC, an attractive woman. Hillary, not an attractive woman. I'm not so political that I will deny that a woman who is on the left is unattractive physically. But when you take women like AOC, they have the bodies of lingerie store window mannequins and the brains to match. But I'm not going to deny. But this is how they approach it. Biden was supposed to be the savior. He's the guy that's been there all this time. He knows all the ins and outs. He knows all the players. He is D.C. Wouldn't it be hysterical? It would be somewhat delicious and fun to watch, got to be honest. If if Joe Biden single-handedly destroyed the Democrat Party for a generation, he is down 40 Three percent with the Hispanic vote. Let me tell you something. If he was down five percent, if he was down five percent, they'd call that a dumpster fire. You would see Democrats running down the hall screaming, laying on the floor in fetal position. Forty-three percent. He's down forty-three percent with the Hispanic vote right now, going into 
the, uh, the midterms. I don't know how you recover from that. Wouldn't it be just that? Wouldn't it be just that if he literally destroyed the the Democrat Party for a generation or more? His overall ratings are 33%. I mean, I don't know how much worse you can get than this. But he's lost almost half of all Hispanic voters. How do you recover from that if you're the Democrats? And instead of that proving that pandering on the open border should win you Hispanic votes, if you look at the polls, you know what the number, when I, I looked at one poll, you know what the number one issue that Hispanic voters says was the, was the worst thing facing the country right now? You're not going to, well, you're going to believe it because you don't buy into their left-wing pandering crap. Inflation. Inflation. The inflation is out of control. And let me tell you something. It's already hard enough. If this leads to yet another recession, it's going to be even harder. And it's going to hurt even more. But remember, the sun... Does anyone remember the band, Aha, Take On Me? You remember that? One of the most groundbreaking videos uh, in the early days of MTV. They had their follow-up song which I don't think was nearly as popular as The Sun Always Shines on TV. The sun always shines in Washington. There's never a shortage of anything. Gas prices can be 12 bucks a gallon. All of these people are still going to get to where they need to go. There could, be a, there could be a run on frozen concentrated orange juice. There could, be, there could be a shortage of dairy products. Nancy Pelosi is never going to go without her gourmet ice cream. The federal city, which is something out of a dystopian, futuristic movie, never goes without. They never suffer. There's never shortage. There's never blackouts. Nothing ever affects them. And because of that, why do you think those of us that beat the drum of federalism beat the drum of federalism? 150th, write this down, tweet it out. Because it's 100% true. One-fiftieth of everything in Washington, D.C. should be in your state capital. We have created a magnetic effect in Washington. Everything flows to Washington and then from Washington. Nothing in the Constitution, nothing, set up that form of government. That if you want to run a local school district or a local police department, or a local firehouse, or local sewage, or local electricity, that first you pay an untold amount of money to the federal government, then you beg for that money to come back. Somebody thought they were being cute. Somebody thought they were being cute by uh, sending me articles about how the major cities pay for the whole country. That's not true. That's only true in the sense that the major cities seem to control the budgets of the states. And, of course, the politics of the major cities are that of Washington, D.C. 
if we had a more federalist system in the states, you wouldn't be begging people for budget grants. The money would stay locally. The money would stay locally. The idea, the idea that the money has to first flow away from your town, your county, and your state to Washington. Then the grant system, I'm sorry, that's what the piece was about, that the grant system is saving rural America, excuse me. And that the grants have to be made to save rural America and small town America from itself. People in rural Oklahoma should not be dealing with Washington, D.C. They should be dealing with their state government and their state capital. Same for in rural states. New York City public schools and New York City public housing, excuse me, government housing, government-run transportation should not be reliant on federal grants. The Department of Transportation should only deal with transportation that crosses state lines, nothing else. If the area of interest is not something that crosses state line, then it should not be federal. That includes bridges as well. The federal government should not be dealing with bridge construction in the states unless they are on federal roads. The federal government wasn't designed to fill potholes. We have a lot to get to. Um, There's a series of stories out of Massachusetts. The Lowell, Lowell, Massachusetts school district is now facing a federal lawsuit for beginning the process of transitioning children. And I want to read to you, this is, this is before I go to break, this is unbelievable. In one of the articles, this one being the Boston Globe, they interviewed a Lowell, Lowell Massachusetts uh, school committee member, the chairman actually, James Harrington, who was asked about the school's policy of not only transitioning students, but doing so in secret. And he said, and I quote, it's a slippery slope. We want to support our students the best we can, but we should bring parents to the table and hope they respond in a loving and supporting way as well. You're bringing mom and dad to the table? F you, pal. It's the other way around. And you know what? If mom and dad don't want you at the table, you're not at the table. So the schools are now saying, we'll invite mom and dad into their child's life. The school is saying that. You want to know why the Democrats are losing? This is it. They are losing so badly on this, and they don't know. They don't even know. They don't even. They don't even know it. They don't even know it. Wines at six ninety five Patriot nine five seven two eight seven four. We are right. They are wrong. That's the end of the story. The arguments on this radio program, which is perfectly executed political analysis, cannot be broken. Sirius XMP. You can join me live on the Will Count Majority, Monday to Friday, noon to 3 East, 9 to noon West, on Sirius XM Patriot, Channel 125.